welcome to the Once Blind Podcast, your host, Carlos. What's going on, everybody? Once Blind, Carlos. Today we're going to put something into the playlist of apologetics. I'm going to help you guys answer a couple questions. And it revolves around, I'm going to try to keep it a three, but you know how these go. One conversation leads to another, one thing happens, so on and so forth. But in apologetics, I kind of want to discuss good and evil, right? According to the world, if God is so good, why is there evil in the world? They'll also bring up a scripture which I will read to you later on and kind of see where they get that, that argument from because the Bible says that God created evil. Hmm. Like I said, we'll get back to that. Second, if God knew all things, right, God knows all things, yada, 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 then why, knowing that Adam and Eve would fail, did he still put the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden? And why would he leave it to be accessible? Because after they sinned, he then closed off the tree of life so that they could not live together, live forever in that state. And I kind of want to touch on moral law. And it's kind of a, a way of explaining to someone that the moral law had to have had a moral law giver outside of itself because only something supernatural or someone supernatural could have lived up to what good is on the morale side. See, we live within the moralities of good and evil. We constantly do things that are good, constantly do things that are evil, but we, as imperfect beings, we tend to sway what is good and what is evil. Because what is good for me may not be good for you, so I don't consider it evil, but you may. And if we leave it to that and we're imperfect and we don't have an authority above us or someone outside of this moral law, someone who can excel the moral law and pass that down, then in reality, it doesn't matter what I think is good or you think is good. So continuing on this thing of moral law, and I want to explain this in a way that can be simplified to the point where anyone can understand it. I don't want to try to confuse anyone. So the moral law would just be what is considered to be good, what is considered to be evil, bad, wrong. And now if we, again, within ourselves, I don't know, I, I'm trying to think of something that I can see. Yeah, I can't, I can't even think of something where I can make an example. Hmm, let's see. All right, so let's take it back to the cavemen, right? We were taught cavemen. And now, if we go by what we were taught in our school systems, uh, a caveman, a Neanderthal, they kind of were not very smart. But it, it's expected because if evolution is real, we came from a germ, that then that germ turned into something else, and then that turned into something else, then that turned into a monkey, and then from a monkey, it turned into the Neanderthal, caveman, and then you had civilization as we know it. Well, throughout the years, now we have this stuff. 
So, here we go. Cavemen were known for grabbing a woman by the hair, dragging her into a cave, and doing what he wanted. But that's all they knew. Today, we would look back at that and consider that to be evil. And I agree. I don't really think there were cavemen the way people portray them to be. I believe there were people who lived in caves, but not this kind of stuff that we're taught. So, following their logic, at what point did the man decide to say that that was wrong? Because if it wasn't wrong then, what makes it wrong today? And think about it. With the depravity that we have as men and women, as humankind, the depravity that we have, at what point did a man give up his right to have his way with women? At what point would he have? At what point would a man have said, hmm, I can literally go around and grab anybody by the hair, overpower them because I'm stronger, and do what I want and I desire, no matter what they think. Hmm. What man gave that up? There's not many that I can think of because here's the thing. If it wasn't wrong for them, at what point did it become wrong? And then at what point would a man, being what we are, take that away from themselves? I just don't see it. And I know that a lot of people think that we are such good people and we're good-hearted. That's not true. Our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Only God knows what's in our heart. Think about the things, if you're honest with yourself, think about the things you think out throughout the day. Think about them. Right, the real things, be honest with yourself. The evil things, the wrong things that we think of. And then conscience comes into play and we have to like, whoa, back out of that. If we're going to be honest with ourselves. So here's the idea, at what point? Another thing, they would take from the weaker vessels, right? Or from the weaker people. You know, the stronger woman would take from the weaker whether male or female, take, not ask, not borrow, take. Same thing with men. They saw a weaker male, female, and they would take what they want. We today call that stealing. But at what point did humankind decide that that is wrong? Why would we take that from us? If that is how we live, as time progresses, we would not give up that power because humankind seeks power, okay, conquering, to overcome someone or something. It's what we yearn. This is why the world is what it is today. Only we found slicker ways of acquiring power, money. Not respect, but they throw it in there like it's a part of it, but it's not. So, all these things that we can think of, that as if we believe in evolution and there is no God, at what point did they become wrong? At what point? 
you see something in a distance and there's no one there and you're looking side to side and you're like, well, no one's going to know. Who's going to know? No. <laughs> you go and grab it. You take it home. Today, we know that as stealing. And how do we know that as stealing? Because a parent told us. And then a parent and then a parent and another parent and so on and so forth. And you can go down through generations till you get to the point of cavemen. But at what point did we decide to take that ability away from ourselves? So it leaves that there had to have been the first person to say that that is wrong. But we as human peoples would not take that from us. We wouldn't allow it. We like doing what we want, when we want, with no conscience involved. This is why we have the depravity that we have today. Let me ask you guys a question. At what point, speaking of cavemen, grabbing them by the hair, taking them into a cave, at what point do you think that what we're facing today in the world with a lot of the elites as they want to be labeled and their abuse of children. At what point? Those people don't see it as evil, yet they do it in darkness because others see it as evil. So at what point did the elites take that away from themselves? They couldn't have. Because in the beginning, there had to be a moral law giver one who can genuinely and wholeheartedly say without a doubt what is good and then from there what is evil and it's funny because what happens is you tend to sit back in your chair, you know how I'm doing here, and you'll contemplate things and you'll run them through your head and you'll constantly judge what is good, what is evil, what is good, what is evil. But when God is not a part of your conscience and the Bible is not a part of your conscience, there's a lot of things that God would call evil that we call good. It's funny though, because those things, because there's so many others that consider it evil, we do in darkness. I mean, come on. One of the biggest issues in the church is the adult movies that they tend to watch. At what point did someone say it was evil? Where did sexual immorality come from? Because imagine that. There's a lot of things within sexual immorality that at some point someone had to say it was evil unnatural, right? Uh, the second part of Romans 1. At what point? So again, if we go by our own standards and our depravity, and there was no moral law giver, not one of us, not the best of us, would have ever said, hey, we should not do this. Murder. Why is murder wrong? Taking the life of another. If there is no God, they cease to exist. That's it. They're done. What's to consider that evil? But because we are eternal beings who will spend eternity with him or separate from him, life is precious. Hmm. 
Let me put it to you like this. At a certain point in time, people would um, have these certain parties. Well, a lot of people would wind up pregnant, but they would take that child and they would sacrifice it to a so-called God, which is not really a God, but sacrifice it. Going through civilization, there is no God, right? There is no this. And that God that they're sacrificing that child to uh, seems to say, hello. At what point did abortion become evil? Who said it was evil? So again, to the beginning, to the beginning. You got to go to the beginning, right? It's presuppositions. Go to the beginning. See what was pointed out. And you have God. And God said, good, evil. How do you know things are good? They match up with the characteristics of who God is. Because God is good. So all those things that are towards his characteristics and to his knowledge that are beneficial for us or God-like behavior, good. And then you have evil, those that oppose that, those that go against that. Hmm. He would have to be perfect to give us a perfect moral law. Because again, look at what happens when you give too much power to government. Look what's going on today. To kings and queens and monarchies and this and that and all these things. When men are the authority over other men, look at what happens to when a power kicks in. Look. Don't, you don't even have to go far. Look at all the mandates and crap that's going on today. But again, if God is the authority and we go by what God says, and we can go by that because the Bible lays it out. Going to the second point now. And really just touching on this. But the world would say, those that without God say, well, God created evil. And you would have to kind of, uh, you know, you look at them. And a lot of people will go from this, no, God did it. What do you mean God did it? And this is funny because there's so many different translations of the Bible. Some are paraphrasing, some are this, some are that. Uh, but they know their translations because there's only one Bible that says that God created evil. So you can't be stumped by that and you can't call them liars and you can't do anything. You have to actually explain it in a way that they can understand. So the one that they go to and they love to throw out, I think they have this like tattooed on themselves just in case they need it, is Isaiah 45 verse 7. Now I have a New King James Bible. And in my Bible, you're going to see it doesn't say evil. But in the King James one, it does say evil. So don't get thrown off. You can Google this. If you have a King James one around, you can look it up. So Isaiah 45, verse 7. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity, which in King James is evil. I, the Lord, do all these things, right? We also know that God created all things. So if evil is a part of the world, then God created all things, those two alone. Now, regarding Isaiah 45, 7. The Hebrew word, because the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. 
for evil as it's in King James, calamity here, is interesting because that word evil comes from a Hebrew word that actually can mean, uh, I can't read this, affliction, uh, adversity, calamity, distress, and misery. So, King James decided to use evil. I'm okay with that. The lack of light is darkness. And it's very interesting in its context how we have to read things in their context. We can't read a sentence and assume that it is literal, not a metaphor, not a simile, not a anything, right? We, we can't assume that it's literal. We have to read it in its context. And there are things that are, boop, that's what it is. He parted the sea. That's perfectly fine. Right? I, I, my, my brother Dom the other day made a joke. He's like, he told someone they had more faith because, you know, they said that they passed through a creek. They didn't actually go through the sea. And he said, you have to have more faith than me to believe that God drowned the whole Egyptian army and their chariots and everything on knee-deep water. Imagine that. So again, there are things that are literal. I believe God split the sea. From there, when you read this, even in its King James Version, which I do have one there, I forgot about it. But anyways, the word evil, God created evil, right? We know in its context, know that Isaiah is talking about the fact that Israel was such a flip-flopping country, right? They would be one side with God, the next side they'd be idolizing things, going after different so-called gods, and what's happening here is, is that God is basically letting them know. When you guys are being blessed, I'm creating the blessings. I'm putting the blessings there for you. When I allow you to be punished and allow you to reap the reward of what you have sown, reap the reward of your crime, reap the reward of what you have done wrong, I'm in that too. Because God is in everything. God created everything. But the problem is, is that we, we want to judge good and evil as if you put it on a scale, good deeds outweigh the bad. That's not how it goes. See, the way you're supposed to measure evil is like a thermometer, right? Or like light and darkness. And that's why reading in its context is important. So first, he's painting the picture of, yeah, he's in all of it, but he begins verse 7 saying, I form light and create darkness. Well, what is darkness? The lack of light. Both of them, I, darkness is just no light. There's nothing else there. It's, but now light. When you have light, then you have shadow, right? The light, wherever light hits, there is no darkness. Wherever there is good, there is no evil. But the problem is, and this is the interesting thing that a lot of people tend to want to ignore. If you measure good and evil the way it's supposed to, as if it were a thermometer, as if it were light and darkness, the more you get good, right, the hotter it gets, the climbs up. When the school system started and it was all about God and God's word being taught, 
You didn't hear about the things you hear in school today, the depravity that's being taught. Okay, right now, New York is trying to pass laws that say that the schools are going to parent your children while they're there. And they can make medical decisions, gender decisions, whatever they want, because they have the authority over your children. The government has authority over your children. But when God was in the schools and they had to listen to God, God gave the authority of children to their parents. And their parents were under the authority of God. You didn't see this stuff. Again, the more the light shines, the more good is climbing up that thermometer, the less evil there is. The more light there is, the less darkness there is. The more heat there is. There's no cold. But now you start removing heat from that thermometer. Right? You put a border around it. Maybe throw some ice on that thermometer. You're taking out the heat. It's not that the cold is getting stronger. It's that you're taking away from the heat. So the thermometer goes down and lets you know it's getting colder. The more shade and the more coverings and the more places there is for light not to get to, and the more the shade and the darkness grows. So you want to ask me why? Why did God create evil? God, God, can, God cannot have a place in evil. But if you start removing God, you start removing the goodness because God is good. You start removing God. Now, evil prevails. Look around you. And I know, I know. Usually this, this so-called atheist, which I call God-haters, will say, well, there's plenty of churches in America and look at all the evil. There's buildings that claim to be God-like. There's buildings that claim to be bearers of light, bearers of goodness, ambassadors to he who is good. Because they're just pretenders. You see, the best light that we have in this world comes from the sun. The best. We create different lights. Still don't do the same work. The best source of heat that we have comes from the sun. Yes, we have found different ways of heating ourselves up. But the minute, the minute you start blocking the sun, and by that sun I mean Jesus, and the moral laws that he had passed in the beginning, because in John 1, 1 it says that the word is, word was, and the word was in the beginning. When you start taking away that light, all you have is evil that prevails. So, Mr. Atheist, how much God is in your life? And now, does that mean that bad things don't happen? No. God is going to be around, and bad things are going to happen, but that's not a result of what God has done. It is a result in what we have done and how we have corrupted what is good and evil. You see, so many times people want to... Blame others for what they do wrong. 
or for what, the wrong that they allow to be done around them. Because it's better to blame someone you have no love or respect for than to blame yourself. You see, when there's a bill that doesn't get paid because you spent that money on a pleasure, you, you don't say, ugh. Well, most people don't say, ugh, I shouldn't have bought that. I should have paid my bill. No, no. Most people say, well, if my job paid me more. Well, if you worked harder, you'd probably have more money. But I'm a hard worker. Yeah, I've never heard those people complain. So again, you want to know about good and evil? How much of God are you allowing in? How much of the examples that God put through the scriptures are you allowing to guide your life? See, because this third portion now will kind of put all this into a perspective for you. God knowing all things, right? So he is not the author of evil, but he allows evil because I don't know. I mean, I don't know their logic. I'm assuming God is just not perfect. But see, why not just say there is no God? No, no, they have to destroy the, the vision of who we have as God for them to overcome us. Going back to wanting power and overcoming people. It is also an intellectual overcoming. But either way. So, God allows evil. Not because he wants to see evil. Not because he doesn't recognize. But because at some point, he gave us free will. He gave us the right to choose whether good or evil. And because of our evil and the choices that we have made, there are so many bad things that happen. But the problem with that is, is that we always ignore that our decisions don't only hurt us, they hurt others. And they have a ripple effect where, where they can go far and wide or they can just be in the general area. It's the domino effect. Sometimes the dominoes, you know what, you can line them up perfectly, but a slight wind can throw it off and it doesn't go that far or it can unravel a whole long thing. But you're like, okay, well, where do hurricanes come into play? How did a person have anything to do with that? Which is interesting because those are the same people that believe in climate change and the fact that we have ruined the earth. Yet now they want to blame it on God, which is interesting. <laughs> so we know that as human beings, we steal resources, we do certain things, and we have hurt the ozone layer and all these things, right? This canopy, which is interesting. And it's too long of a conversation to explain, but uh, for anyone who wants to have it, you can look at the fact that in the beginning, there was no rain because the earth watered itself in a different form. There was a water canopy. But either way, too long to go into. It was man's sin and the fall that caused for that canopy to fall in, and that's where the flood comes in, which now changed temperature all over the world, where the farthest parts of the sun are the ones that are cold, north, south, the caps, 
Then you have the equator where the sun hits the most and you have heat and now you have change of temperature and all those things were caused by a decision of whether doing what is good or evil. All the drugs and stuff that we put into our bodies, we don't know how it hurts our DNA. So you may have someone who's born with an issue, chromosomes. We were created perfect and because of sin, we now age. We now go through certain things in our body where certain DNA is weaker than others. We have illnesses. We have all these things and they all portray. And some of them could have been a long history of, right, genetics and so on and so forth. But some of them are caused on their own. You know, when a heroin addict overdoses, why do we blame God and not the person who put heroin in his body? When a woman has 15 children and not one single baby daddy the same and not one single baby daddy there, why do we blame God for the social standards of the, of the place where this person may be? Why do we blame God? Because it's easier to blame him than take responsibility. But you see, that effect was quick for her because it's she sinned, boom, child. But see, now that child goes on being raised by that same mentality and so on and so forth. And through generations, things do not get better. Evolution says only the strong survive. It's funny because mental illness, right, handicap, uh, people, deformities, all that are now on an all-time high. Right? But medicine has gotten better. I think medicine is the reason. But all these things, right, haven't really gotten better. Oh, well, we have technology now. Yeah, they built the pyramids. We can't build pyramids today. So our technology is, yeah, advancing the way we can communicate with each other and so on and so forth. If anything, it's dumbing us down. But they built pyramids, structures that today we don't know how with all the technology and machinery that we have. They created math without computers to teach them. They, these computers, were created by people who didn't have them at the time. So I know that we see progression so much different. I'm talking about the quality of life. I'm talking about who we are as a civilization, as people. Our decisions went from bad and they keep getting worse and worse and the things that we've called. It's funny because the scripture says that in the end, people will call what is good evil and evil good. Don't you see that around you now? So, and then they kind of want to take that back to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And again, Christians don't necessarily know how to explain when people say, well, if God is all-knowing, all-good, all this, all that, why would he then create the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Right? Which is, is interesting that as, as human beings, we know what is evil and it intrigues us. We desire it. There's something in our hearts that wants it. Hmm. Anyway, so, tree, knowledge, good, evil. They'll also ask you, well, why didn't he protect it the way he protected the tree of life? You know, because they were going to live in that state forever. So God had to protect the tree of life. 
But why don't you protect the other one the same way? And it all has to do with the same thing that I said a couple minutes ago. Choice. You see, choice is something that we were given as human beings, as created human beings. So, you have to imagine that if he, the only sin that anyone could have committed at that time was protected, then where's the choice? Where is it? We would just have robots, no free will, no nothing. Yeah, go do what I want you to do. You can't do what I don't want you to do. And it was very simple. Don't eat the fruit. Don't eat the fruit. They could have easily, easily kept it going. But see, now there has to be temptation. There has to be the naysayer. Here comes in the serpent. Serpent says, God is lying. That's not what's going to happen. There's a couple twists of words. See, there has to be opposition. Because then if not, there's no choice. And now think of it this way for yourselves, right? If you were one person, one male, there's a hundred females, but you're only one. And they want to procreate. How special are you? You're one of a kind. But when they choose you, how special are you? They had no choice. They wanted to procreate. They had to go with you. And our deprived minds today were like, oh, that's a lucky man. <laughs> but that's called depravity. But see, for the man, how special are you? There was a hundred women, one of you, the only chance of procreation. They didn't choose you. You were all that there is. But now, let's flip that around. One woman and a hundred men. And she had to choose from the hundred men who would she like to procreate with and grow with and so on and so forth. And now you are the one man that she chose out of the hundred. You're one out of a hundred. She had a choice. Now you are something special. Now you are something different because she made a choice. And you, you one man, right? In that person's eyes are the cream of the crop. You're the best. You see why choice is important? Because this isn't a sense of whether you will choose to do good and you would choose to do evil. It's do you choose to do what is right? Or do you yearn and desire to do what is wrong? See, because right is towards God. And what God wanted us to do and how God wanted us to live. What is wrong is what the serpent's been lying about since the beginning. 
and it separates us from God. Which again, to a person in the world, they're not going to care if you have the answer of, well, it's just because. But have a conversation with them and find different ways of, of speaking truth without sounding like a robot, without throwing a hundred different scriptures. You see, we brought the scriptures up because they'll use it. They will use scripture. And obviously it's out of context and it's twisted. So we should be able to defend the scriptures because the defense is already there. We just need to study and be able to bring it out. And we know that in context, it's not saying that God created a thing called evil. And no, evil is just the absence of good. So in creating good, there has to be an opposition. That's called evil. So I have no problem when people say God created evil. I don't. It's just you're looking at it wrong. God created what is good. When you remove good, you have evil. The same way the portion right before it said God created light and darkness. Well, what is darkness? The lack of light. So, guys, hope you can use that because you will have a lot of these conversations, especially with the Christmas holiday coming up. I won't talk about that. But anyways, with the holiday of Christmas coming by, you will have discussions and you'll have those that have been working all year or a couple months for this perfect question to stump you so that they can feel better. Why? They're evil. Right. Think about this. Also, read your Bible, look in there, see other scriptures, things like that. But again, you have to understand. We have to proclaim and speak out the things that are in the Bible. But don't be quick to jump to throwing scripture at people because they don't believe what's there. Use what we know. Use common sense. And don't try to over in, be overthinking them or, or super intellectual because that's not what they respect. And it's not about getting respect. Okay, you are to be light. So whatever darkness they bring, just shed your light on it. And you will see that at that moment, they might not be able to argue with you. At that moment, they might just go <laughs> and run and cry in a circle somewhere like typical snowflakes. What I'm telling you is, and what I hopefully showed you here is, is that there's very simplistic answers to these things that they ponder on as if they were philosophers and these great stumping tools that they have. They're not. Slow down a little bit. Think about it. Run it through your head. Have these conversations. Because we are to proclaim. Speak out. We're not supposed to cower. I know that society today tells us that we shouldn't talk about the religion and we shouldn't talk about politics. Well, guess what? This is how society shuts us down so that there is no light. If we don't discuss politics, then we continue to see the things that are happening today. If we don't talk true religion, true Christianity, true Bible, then all these naysayers and these fakes and these, these imposters, okay, these goats and wolves, will continue to spew and proclaim their crap. And there would be so much 
darkness because light has decided to turn itself off because it's not the time. Let's do what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be here to turn the world upside down in a good way. So God bless you guys. Enjoy. Thank you for dropping by. Please remember to subscribe, to share, like, and to catch the next one.